Well, good day, everyone, and welcome to The Journey this week. My name's Jude Hennessy, and we've got a great show lined up for you on what is the 13th Sunday, 13th week in Ordinary Time. And this show, even if you're listening to it on a Sunday, and I, lots, I know lots of people listen to it midweek, it's, it's based around the gospel reading for this week, for the 13th Sunday in Ordinary Time, which is Matthew 10, 37 to 42. We sort of try and stick to a theme around the, the gospel reading, and it's that gospel that says uh, very strongly, anyone who loses his life for my sake will find it. Powerful words of Jesus. Well, we're going to be hearing from a wonderful young priest, Father Josh Whitehead. He's from up in Brisbane. Stice is in Brisbane up there. He's doing some amazing things in the parish that he finds himself in. Such a good fella. And he's got a, a great reflection this week. He's going to talk to us about the, the personal life-giving relationship that we're all called to with, with Jesus. We'll hear from him in a moment. Also on the show this week, we're going to be hearing, of course, from Mother Hilda Scott, Wisdom from the Abbey. She's inviting us this week to, to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. We'll also be hearing from Father Mike Delaney from down in Tasmania, champion fella. He's going to talk about walking in a strange place. He was at the, uh, the Divine Renovation Conference earlier this year. And he likes his walking, and he did about a 40-minute walk each day to the conference. And he's got a little story to tell about that, some lessons learned, and a bit of a challenge for us as well. And a little piece that he's called Walking in a Strange Place. But really excited this week, too, to be interviewing from Catholic Mission, a guy called Mark Rowe. I've known Mark for many years. He's a good fella. He's doing some great work these days with Catholic Mission. And he does that in our diocese, but he's going to speak more generally as well about um, Catholic Mission and their work and the, and the great desire of that organisation to really bring John 10.10 to fruition. I've come that they may have life and have it to its fullness. Thanks to Max Norton, who's, who's put that interview together with Mark. I really think you're going to love it. It's going to be over a couple of parts of the show. And we hope to hear from Mark pretty regularly over the course of the year too, as he uh, gives us some insights into not only the work of Catholic Mission, but the practical actions that we're called to as people of faith. Lots to get through, as you can already get an understanding of, and, and plenty of music as well that we're, we're moving through today as well. We're going to hear from Father Josh Whitehead, as I said now, from... The Archdiocese of Brisbane, he's, he's got a piece called Letting Go to Live. We'll hear the gospel proclaimed first, Matthew 10, 37 to 42 by, by Max, our sound editor, and gospel proclaimer extraordinaire. Then there'll be some music, Jason Crabb, free at last. After the break, Mother Hilda Scott. Big show lined up. Hope it blesses you. Hope you enjoy it. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and you're on the journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus instructed the twelve as follows, Anyone who prefers father or mother to me is not worthy of me. Anyone who prefers son or daughter to me is not worthy of me. Anyone who does not take his cross and follow in my footsteps is not worthy of me. Anyone who finds his life will lose it. Anyone who loses his life for my sake will find it. Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me, and those who welcome me welcome the one who sent me. Anyone who welcomes a prophet will have a prophet's reward, and anyone who welcomes a holy man will have a holy man's reward. If anyone gives so much as a cup of cold water to one of these little ones because he is a disciple, then I tell you solemnly, 
he most certainly will not lose his reward. The Gospel of the Lord. And now, the Gospel Reflection with Father Joshua Whitehead. I'm 42 years old, but for many years as a young adult, particularly between 18 and 30, the most important thing in my life, the thing I valued the most, was my independence and freedom. Freedom to do what I wanted, when I wanted, and with who I wanted. Now, as a 20-year-old, I thought that that was life to the full. But this was, at that point in my life, to the exclusion of God's greatest gift, His Son, Jesus. Now, in the ancient world, in ancient culture, and in a particular way in ancient Judaism, the greatest gift that a family could receive was the gift of a son. A son ensured the continuity of life, prosperity, and even longevity. Now today, and for the last 2,000 years, a personal, life-giving relationship with Jesus, the Son of God, is the greatest thing that we can experience. But for us, for us Christians, it takes letting go of the things that we value, the things that we hold on to in this life. It takes letting go of independence and freedom, those things which I held on to in my 20s. It even takes letting go of earthly relationships in favor of putting God first. And it certainly takes letting go of any disordered lusts and desires. We are made for relationship with God's Son, Jesus. I invite you to prayerfully consider what place Jesus holds here in your heart. Do you inadvertently, perhaps unintentionally, place money, relationships, even the way that we think and pray, ahead of true relationship with Jesus? And so I invite you to take up your cross and to follow him from this life into eternal life. May God bless you. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. I was a prisoner to myself, I was the maker of my chains, I was shackled by the things I thought I wanted, I thought they made me free, I didn't see their hold on me, all along it was you I really wanted, I've been safe. Shout it from the-
to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. You've no doubt heard the wonderful story of good King Wenceslas, that lovely king who one day sat down to his Christmas dinner and as he did was accosted, surprised by the presence of his page. The little boy said to him, Sire, sire, there's someone down the road. They're sick, they're hungry, and they've got no fuel for a fire. The king immediately put down his fork, or spoon as it was then, and said, My boy, I will not rest until we've attended to this. Come with me. So out into the snow they went, laden up with everything they could think of. As they were walking through the snow, the king turned around and noticed that his little page was having a lot of trouble getting through the snow. And he said to him, You're cold, my boy. Walk in my footsteps. It'll be warmer. And that's what the page did. Everything tells us about God and so does that. You and I will find the journey through life a lot warmer if we walk in the footsteps of Jesus Christ, if we walk in the footsteps of his word, the word that says, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing, the word that says, see those birds up there? They're sold in the market for a penny. Aren't you worth more than those? Aren't you worth more than many sparrows? You know, the word that says, friend, Your sins are forgiven. The word that says, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am. Father, I want them to be with me. They're the kind of words that make us warm and they're as easy to access as anything there is. We simply open up the scriptures and there they are. Hey, let's let's this week walk in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. You'll be amazed at where it takes you. Thanks so much to Mother Hilda Scott there. A little piece that she had for us this week, Footsteps of Jesus. And the best way to do that, as Mother Hilda explained, is to, to dive into his word. 
We simply open the scriptures and there they are. We're, we're able to walk in the, in the footsteps of Jesus. That word that is living and true and will we'll take you on quite a journey. A bit more music now. Um, Avalon, great is the Lord. After the break, we're going to be hearing from Mark Rowie. He's from Catholic Mission. He's going to talk about what they do both locally and internationally. It's been going on for 200 years and what its focus has evolved to in really enlivening the, the gospel, John 10.10, 10, I've come that they may have life and have it to its fullness. Really looking forward to hearing this interview with Mark and, and our sound editor and born evangelist, Max Norden. That's after the break in a couple of parts. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy and so glad you've joined us this week on The Journey. From depth of sea to mountain peak, we see your glory. From here on earth to galaxies, we see your glory. There's no one like you, no one stands beside you, no rival contends.
together on the journey. Faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Time on the journey to do a bit of delving into an organisation that's called Catholic Mission. Now, you've probably seen them in the media launching appeals and in general news stories. So on the journey today, we're going to find out a bit about who Catholic Mission are and what they do. So welcome to Mark Rowie. Good morning. So Mark, you're uh, the Wollongong Director for Catholic Mission, but Rather than specifically talk about Wollongong, let's talk about the big picture and give us an overview of who this organisation Catholic Mission is and where do they fit in, particularly in the you know, aid sector. So give us a bit of a potted history of, um, of Catholic Mission. Sure. Yeah, Catholic Mission is the Australian agency of what we call the Pontifical Mission Societies, that's PMS, 
that's an international network that's dedicated to supporting the work of mission across the whole world. As the name suggests, pontifical, that's got to do with the Pope. So it's actually the Pope's agency. So I suppose technically my boss is Pope Francis. So so head office is actually Rome. That's right, yeah, it is. And the great thing about uh, Pope Francis for the work that I'm doing with Catholic Mission is that uh, Francis has really articulated a very clear missiology about uh, and mission, mission, mission is so much of what he writes about and talks about. What's its original history, um, its early history? Well... All churches, of course, have, have had missionaries uh, for centuries, uh, people who go uh, beyond their own world, their own immediate culture and place they live to uh, spread the word of God amongst other people across the world. Uh, that's the concept of missionary, being on mission. But uh, it's really evolved in the last couple of centuries. There was a, a lay person in France in the early part of the uh, 1800s, Pauline Jaricot is her name, and she set up this uh, organisation to try and support the work of missionaries who were going from, in her context, from France to other parts of the world. And so she wanted to support them with prayer and with uh, resources to continue with their work. And that's where it all started. And that's about 200 years ago. So out of that grew something which we call now Pontifical Mission Societies, or in Australia, Catholic Mission. So the idea is that we are part of this global network so in the Australian context then, yep. how does Catholic Mission work or what drives Catholic Mission in, in Australia? There's a national director of Catholic Mission in Australia and he's currently working in Rome as we speak with all the other national directors across the world to try to work out which projects, which countries, which uh, programs need to be supported by each country. So uh, Australia has, out of that conversation, come up with a whole range of projects which We've helped identify to partner with local churches within Australia, as in remote places like uh, Broome Diocese and Geraldton and up in the north near Cairns and uh, Wilcannia Forbes, Alice Springs, places like that where we support Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities, but also across the world. So Australia's Catholic Mission has uh, work going on in uh, Southeast Asia. We have an office in Cambodia that directs all of that in South America and in Africa. Out of that meeting in Rome, that'll all be clarified about who's going to do what so that we support all the other national directors across the country to make sure the work is coordinated. So you're, you're kind of suggesting there then that from the early days of Catholic Mission, the process that drives it's actually changed a bit. It's, now it seems to be more focused on the whole picture, looking after the needs of, of a whole community. Yeah, exactly like that. I mean, the missiology has really evolved uh, over the last 200 years, but especially in the last 30 or 40 years, uh, from not just being about conversion and, and sharing the faith story and then people becoming baptised and then learning about the faith. That's certainly part of it. That's never to be dismissed. But it's actually a much more holistic approach, coming really from John 10.10, you know, I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. So Catholic Mission's uh, driving mission, if you like, is to make that happen, realise that in the world, that people's lives are to become full and to become have meaning and purpose and to have all the things that they need to have that fullness of life. So that's where it gets into the material support in terms of aid and development work, as well as um, supporting education, health care, and all the bits and pieces that go together to make a person's life fuller. 
On the journey, we're talking to Mark Rowey, who's from Catholic Mission. We'll take this break, and then after the break, Mark will be back and we'll talk to him a bit more about what the Catholic Mission want you to do to support their uh, support of communities around the world. Well, I hope you're enjoying this interview between Max Norden and Mark Rowey from, from Catholic Mission. I certainly am. There's more to come after the break. Part two of our interview with, with Mark Rowey. More music, though. Here's Cain, and the song there was Jesus. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and you're still on the journey. Every time I try to make it on my own Every time I try to stay, I start to fall And all those only roads that I've traveled on There was Jesus When the life I built came crashing to the ground And when the friends I had were nowhere to be found I couldn't see it then, but I could see it now That there was Jesus In the waiting, in the searching in the healing and the hurting Like a blessing buried in broken pieces Every minute, every moment Where I've been and where I'm going Even when I didn't know it I couldn't see it There was Jesus For this man Kind of grace oh, yeah. And for forgiveness And a price I couldn't pay No, I'm not perfect So I thank God every day Oh yeah There was Jesus There was Jesus Whoa This is The Journey. Let's continue our discussion now with Mark Rowey about Catholic Mission. 
Mark, how does Catholic Mission work in Australia? What's its structure? Okay, well, uh, every Catholic diocese across the world has a bishop who is the uh, the leader of the local church there in a diocese, and uh, each diocese, or mostly across the world, has someone called the Director of Catholic Mission, and um, I'm that person for the Diocese of Wollongong. Now, my role is to promote and support the work of mission, which means uh, that I'm talking about the work that Catholic Mission does across the world and within Australia to whoever wants to hear the story. I go to schools and to parishes and to community events and I write and do what I'm doing now and talk about Catholic Mission so that people get a better understanding of what we do. I don't know if everybody really has a full understanding of the incredible development work that Catholic Mission is involved in uh, that is, uh, I think, really a, a hidden secret some wonderful things that we do. So I get the chance to go around and talk about those sorts of things. Uh, yes, I am on about fundraising as well. Uh, each October, across the whole world, the Catholic Church celebrates uh, Mission Month. And the last Sunday of October, this year, the 22nd of October, the Pope declares as uh, World Mission Sunday, and he would uh, give us a theme. And we are then required across the whole world in the Catholic Church to focus on that and to promote the work of mission, which includes fundraising and support. And without that support and fundraising, we couldn't do the great work that we do. And so the theme this year uh, that the Pope has given us is Hearts on Fire, Feet on the Move, which is a wonderful one about that when your heart is on fire and you're full of that passion and uh, you've uh, the Holy Spirit driving within you, you can only do one thing, which is to move and to start making some actions happen to uh, transform the world and make it a better place for everybody. So tell me a bit about the the development work. So is that here in Australia as well as internationally? How does Catholic Mission relate to supporting people in Australia or do we only do it overseas? No, no, it's both. We, uh, We tend to call it the home mission. That's the old language. So we uh, look after Aboriginal uh, communities across Australia in different ways. And some of our dioceses, the Catholic dioceses, which we would call remote, who are not able to sustain their work because uh, the work of Catholic Mission is to work with local churches. So we don't just uh, send money across to anybody. It, it actually works in partnership with uh, local churches and church leaders and bishops and clergy and lay people, people working at the ground level, who uh, invite us to um, be partners and support that. So there's work done in the Diocese of Broome in Western Australia and there's a lot of work done with uh, church leaders in Alice Springs and in other parts of Australia that would not be able to do that work without that kind of support. Uh, The majority of the work, though, is done in other parts of the world. As I said, Mm. we have an office in Cambodia, the Australian staff there who direct our projects overseas, and so the work that's done in Asia or in Africa or in uh, South America is uh, coordinated and directed, and we send people over there to make sure that it's all happening okay, but it's all done in partnership with the local people. So that's the key. It seems to me that you can virtually know that whatever support you're giving is actually getting to where it's truly needed because it's the local people identifying back up through the chain what needs to be done to support them. It's what's happened in the whole development and aid world is that the model has transformed, that we're there through invitation and and in partnership and in solidarity with people. We're not just imposing or directing things from uh, the outside. We're working with people. That's what Pope Francis describes as solidarity. Mm. It's important that that's, that's part of the whole 
process. So this year, for example, the focus for our mission month is going to be on Timor-Leste, East Timor. It's working with uh, the sisters and the bishops in East Timor, in Timor-Leste, who are developing a healthcare clinic about 150 kilometres from Dili, and that will be the focus that all the Catholic churches in Australia will be hearing about in October. All the other projects continue, but that's the particular one for this year. But it's only done with the partnership of the local people in Timor-Leste. In Timor-Leste. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Sounds like we're going to have you back in October to um, talk a bit more about the finer detail of that sure. October appeal. But in the meantime, thanks for being on the journey. Thanks for telling our audience a bit about who this organisation is that they periodically see pop up in the media with appeals and comments about events that are happening internationally called Catholic Missions. So thanks for being on the journey. No problem. Well, that was great. Thanks so much to Max Norden and to Mark Rowie for giving us his time. We look forward to hearing, hopefully, from Mark plenty of times in the future as as he breaks open a whole lot of stuff that mainly extends from Catholic social teaching and, and the need to put our money and our actions where our mouth is, particularly in supporting the poor. Such a common theme in the Gospels and such a common directive and call from Jesus. After the break, we're going to be hearing from Father Mike Delaney. He's from down in Tasmania, Hobart. He was up here earlier in the year. I got to catch up with him, actually, at a conference that we did speak about. and We've had a few interviews coming out of this conference. He's got a story about walking to that conference, and he's called it Walking in a Strange Place. Probably is a bit of a strange place, Sydney, when you're, when you're coming from down in Tasmania. And just the conversations that he's tried, tried to, to strike up with people and, and a bit of a challenge that he presents to us as well. That's got in the everyday after the break with Father Mike Delaney. Here's Ann Wilson now and the song Sunday Sermons. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. We're ploughing ahead, but you're still on the journey. Seven years old, third row pew, John 3.16, something changed in me. Red letters coming off the page, flooding my heart with amazing grace. I knew then I believed, and those roots run deep. Oh, I've been through some faith-shaking hard times, yeah, but nothing's gonna make me
Hi, I'm Stuart from Perth, and you're listening to Journey Catholic Radio. on the journey faith hope and love for life in all its fullness and now seeing god in life's everyday events here's father mike delaney 
As I record this God spot, I've just returned from the Divine Renovation Conference in Sydney. There were several places where I might have stayed, but I chose, for better or worse, a hotel within about a 40-minute walk of both of the venues where the conference was being held. I have to admit that I don't do a lot of regular exercise, but whenever I'm out and about, I'll always try to acknowledge or speak to people as I pass them on the way. On each of the three mornings I walked to the conference, I passed a number of people, some walking their dogs, some jogging, but very few of them responded when I said hello or nodded good morning. I wondered if it was because they were focused on what they were doing or if it was because I was a total stranger. I suspect I'm being presumptuous, but I wonder if it might also be because we're so busy about being me and looking after me that we don't always have time to worry about or relate to somebody else whom we meet. And then I asked myself if it might be based on some form of fear of connection. What might happen if I respond to him? Will the passing stranger want to continue this conversation or might he demand something else from them? Or in fact, was I a danger to them? On one of the mornings, there was an older woman standing outside her block of units, obviously waiting for her ride. As I approached, she picked up a bag from her feet and moved back inside the driveway. I didn't turn round after I'd passed to see if she'd moved back onto the footpath. I kept going. But as the conference proceeded, one of the keys of the Divine Renovation Ministry, the primacy of evangelization, was continually spoken about in different but very intentional ways. There was certainly no difficulty in understanding that it's central to our mission of moving parishes from maintenance to mission. Obviously, this will involve reaching out to people in the everyday. It's the key to beginning the conversation that might eventually, hopefully, lead them to seek a relationship with God. We know there are three responses that anyone can make to an initial conversation. They can simply say no, they can say yes, or they can say maybe or use the word later. But if we don't make that initial con contact, the effort to make the conversation, the answer by default, is always no. So if you ever see me on the street, don't be surprised if I say hello or more likely g'day. I never know who I might meet and where a conversation might lead. Today's challenge for you might be for you to say hello to someone you don't know and actually see where that leads. Sin and darkness Whose love is mighty And so much 
song to finish there Phil Wickham this is Amazing Grace thanks to Max Norton for putting the show together to all of our contributors we just heard from Father Mike Delaney who's uh, put a challenge out there to us for today and maybe for this week see how many people you can just say good day to so you can brighten their day and strike up a conversation with them and see where it leads thanks to Mark Rowie for his interview that he did with Max Norton great to hear from Mother Hilda Scott as always and absolutely superb to be hearing from Father Josh Whitehead he's, uh, he's a great fella and his sermon, Letting Go to, to Live Life, was excellent. Don't forget, you can go back and listen to that again or any parts of the show. Just go to jcr.org.au. You can click on any of the links to any of our presenters and hear all of this stuff or any of the stuff that we've done in the past all over again. Hope it blesses you. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. We'll be doing it all again next week. I'm so pleased you joined us on The Journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy 
and produced by Max Norden on Dharawal Country in the office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.